Merchantside Park. We could fight our battles to the end and surely leave our mark. We're the tigers of the VFL and we're singing harmony. We're the tigers bold in black and gold. We're the boys from Welcome to the Big W Podcast, the podcast of the Werribee Football Club, and we're very excited at the club about the possibilities of the 2022 season. We're going to lay that all out for you in this podcast with our senior coach, Michael Barlow, and our football manager, Mark McAuliffe. So all the details of uh, players that we've signed and uh, the plans, the game plan, how the season's looking for 2022, all coming up in the next uh, 20 or 30 minutes or so. So sit back and relax and enjoy. And we thank our podcast partners for helping us bring this to you. The team at Karaya Waste, Ken and his team, they're commercial uh, specialists in the in the waste area at cryowm.com.au, a family-owned and operated business and terrific supporters of our football club for a number of years now. So thanks to Ken and everyone. To Linda and the team at My Clinic, that's myclinicgroup.com.au. Uh, you jump on the website there and find out the uh, clinic that is nearest to you and they'll look after you. Uh, all sorts of health issues these days. Make sure you are healthy and you're looking after yourself. So uh, give them a call and uh, jump on the website and, uh, and make sure you are well. Uh, the Western Storage Transport Group, WST, uh, and our thanks to Alex, who they've jumped on board as new sponsors of the footy club and in particular of our senior coach, Michael Barlow. So to Western Storage Transport, 83698818 is their phone number. You can jump on their website, westernstoragetransport.com.au and find out all about them. And our other terrific podcast partner, KFC. I don't have to tell you a lot about them. Uh, Daniel and uh, the team there will look after you, make sure you're uh, fed well uh, and been in a good paddock and it'll be you'll, you'll love the experience. So thanks to KFC for supporting us. Let's find out what is on the agenda for the 2022 football season from the two men running the football operation, Mickey Barlow and Mark McAuliffe. On the Big W Podcast, joined by the two men in charge of our football department. Uh, let's line them up. Mark McAuliffe, our football manager, and of course, our uh, senior coach, Michael Barlow. Hello, gents. Hi, Kev. G'day, Kev. Mark, good to hear your voices. Yeah, as if you two wouldn't have heard enough of each other's voices <laughs> of recent times, I would have thought. <laughs> Kev, we get, we, get, we get the rare day apart from each other, and uh, Mark's getting some furniture delivered today, so he's taking... Uh, work from home day um, as I'm in here at the office uh, punching out some work but hey all for a good cause round one round the corner <laughs> absolutely uh, alright uh, coach you're first up uh, uh, all the boxes been ticked for this pre-season so far um, always stuff to do Kev and you know, having Mark in my corner um, as much as I was tongue in cheek just before um, you know it's a delight to work with him with all his experience and understanding of um, you know the landscape of of you know the football world, albeit you know he spent a lot of time in the AFL system, and the challenges within the VFL system can be um, somewhat advanced at, at times. But from our point of view, um, working together now for the last twelve months has given us a really good understanding of each other and what's required. And um, yeah, with elements of trial and error uh, across last year with COVID and, and coming into the job late, but in terms of um, feeling prepared, um, yeah, we can have some confidence that that things are really uh, starting starting to take shape nicely. 
So you sat down at the end of last season and obviously identified what you needed to the, the changes that were going to happen in the in the group of players to um, to take you into twenty twenty two. Did you get everything that you wanted out of uh, your recruiting? Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think in terms of um, you know, Mark's background in list management and, and recruiting, that was a, a huge assistance to 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 what's required. So um, the landscape within the BFL is is such that. You know, we have to target a certain amount of players under the age of 22 that have to play a significant role on game day. So we feel we attacked that area pretty um, significantly. We lost a bit of experience um, as well with Wiley Buzzer um, as back to Queensland and, and Matt Lobie. Um, getting yeah significant work opportunity in, in South Australia, which uh, if you know those two well enough, you know they're... Uh, bloody tall, so yeah. we need to replace the bloody tools. And and in the development space, that's been something we've targeted um, in terms of getting Sam Sam Pyre uh, to our football club from the Calder Cannons and played a little bit of footy with Essendon uh, as well. And we brought back Josh Porter, who who adds that experience um, to our front half and and gives us some some good uh, representation in in the, in the keys. And um, you know, I'll allow Mark to talk to. Some of the other recruits, recruits we got, some, some high-profile guys, um, you know, in particular, Ollie Hanrahan. Mark? Yeah, absolutely. So we're, we're very fortunate to get someone of uh, Ollie's experience down at the football club. Um, he was probably one of the more sought-after players in the country from a state league perspective. Um, he played, what, 30-odd games for Hawthorne, um, provides some really good um, leadership as well, but he's a forward mid who's got a really good burst of speed, so... We're really adamant to see where uh, Ollie can take his football this year. Um, I like uh, Ollie. We we able to recruit Ruben William, who came from the Footscray Bulldogs. Um, Ruben played some AFL football with Brisbane um, in the past, um, but he's someone who possesses great leadership credentials. Um, he's a really good person to have around the football club. And, and like Mick said, we lost some experience, and along that was with Max Spencer, but we see Ruben coming in and, and playing his role extremely well. Um, we're then really fortunate to, to hit some markers on some young guys that were really high sought after, as Mick alluded to, Sam Payer, but Sam Closey as well, um, Ethan Jackson, who comes from us from Tasmania, um, playing at Clarence. Uh, he finished really high up in the league best and fairest last year. Um, we've also been able to recruit um, Noah Gribble, the brother of Tom, um, who had some really good football down at the uh, Geelong Falcons alike. Um, I'm just trying to think of the other ones. There's heaps of them. Um, yeah, Darcy Casa. Yeah, Darcy Casa. Absolutely, an area we we targeted. Um, yeah, we, we, were, we were fortunate enough last year to have some some really good uh, performances from from those guys that uh, were under that 20, uh, under age of under the age of 22 bracket. Um, Jesse Clark, you know, who was voted our uh, best first year player. Uh, Lucas Lotchi got some exposure. Uh, to the level as well. So uh, Harrison White, who, who we brought in as well as Noah people who played a game from the NAB League, we felt you know we were strong in that area. But it's an area that you know will, will help us short term, but absolutely long term um, is something we're, we're keeping an eye towards as well. Yeah, absolutely. And the other ones were Charlie Ham, who spent six months at North Melbourne from a mid-season draft selection. He's a racing left footer off half-back for us, who we got really high hopes for. He's the brother of Braden at Essendon, um, so he comes from a pretty good pedigree. Yep. Um, really good family up in Torquay, which is one of our main catchment areas in the Geelong region, as well as um, you know, coming Kyder Clay's coming back. Uh, Tom McCaffrey from Casey Demons, who 
it's a bit of a watch this space with him. He's um, someone who's going to attract the, the attention of the Werribee fans alike. And um, another one who we've got high hopes for is Brady Rails, who uh, was ex-Sydney Swan um, and played some VFL footy with Essendon last year. So what were you looking for when you went shopping, uh, Mark? Were you looking for size? Were you looking for speed? Were you looking for blokes who can kick the footy? Was, that, was there anything – what was on top of your list? Yeah, so it's a really good question, Kev. It's sort of um, – we always see the Werribee brand being so as a contested hard style. And um, we, with the likes of Hanson, Gribble, Brew on the inside, we thought that we need to go for guys with some speed and um, some guys that can really kick the football to complement those guys really well. Um, we also really look for guys to play forward centre of the ball that can hit the scoreboard and continually provide an avenue for goals. So um, that, that was the main criteria that we looked for and, and we feel like we hit the markers as well as, um, you know, in the VFL landscape, you generally result for a 50% turnover. We're very fortunate with the retention we're able to have for key players. Um, but we're able also, as Mick alluded to earlier with Lobby, um Buzzer, um, and Spencer alike, we felt like we got some ideal replacements for those guys that could continue on our trajectory towards um, success with the Webby Footy Club. A lot of clubs and a lot of sporting organisations talk about the culture of the club and how important the character of the players are. Mick, how much is how much is that uh, factor in for you in, in when we bring people into this football club and we've brought a lot in for this pre-season? Mm. Yeah, no, it's huge. And Mark, Mark said that the challenge in this in this environment is, you know, turnover is, is is high, so I'd um, really commend the guys that, that have hung around, and we've been able to, to retain you know significant amount despite the inconsistencies of you know football within Victoria in the last two years. So I think that speaks to incredible character within the the playing group um, that we have, and that actually acted a fair bit of uh, as a selling point to you know some of the significant signings like Ollie Hanrahan when we could sit down with him and. And interact. We were really aware that um, other clubs would be coming strongly, and the fact that we put our list up and we spoke to the group's mentality and the, the group's ability to hang around for a long time it really appealed to to someone like Ollie, who's um, experienced and disjointed uh, experiences at, at the top level with hubs and um, you know being in and out like a yo-yo at uh, AFL level and. Yeah in his experience at, at the AFL. So that, that gives us um, some real confidence that the guys we've got have great character, but it also appeals to, to guys with great character to join our program. Um, you know, to try and achieve really good individual football, but to be a part of um, you know, hopefully something special uh, long-term. There's always little tweaks go on in game plans and and the style of the way uh, footy's played each year. Uh, what do you see as being that uh, that change that we might perceive and see uh, in the stands on uh, you know for the start of this season, Mick? Yeah, I would like I alluded to earlier. We had had a, a fair run up to, to this this season compared to our last um, last approach. You know, me coming into the job full time at um, in January and then Mark starting in February. So it was. A bit of a disjointed start last year, whereas this year we've had, what is it, four or five months of preparation in terms of game style and, um, and training to, to fine tune the areas that we're really, really strong on, but also to, um, you know, continue with the style that's held us in pretty good stead, despite not having a huge amount of footy over the last four years. I think the footy, footy clubs had a really good contested style that, will keep us competitive um, uh, as, as competitive as we can be despite some things maybe not going all our own way 
on game day. Yeah. Uh, as well as the changes to the players, uh, obviously there's been a, a bit of a change in the coaching ranks. You want to take us through that? Mm. Yeah, I think that, that's further to your last, last question around uh, game style. So the ability to bring in uh, you know, high-end people with with um, great purpose to their own coaching. So James Sake is a, a former player of the football club back when I first played here in, in 08 and 09. And he comes in to look after the back line and the team defence um, aspects of our, our game. And he's coached his own club, uh, Lavington, up in the ovens of Murray for, for some time. He stepped away from coaching for a few years, but um, has still been connected with the Torquay footy club. And you know, he's really... Like most backmen that can't keep the football, Kev, he's very connected to the back line and team defence. So he's come in with some, some great philosophies and, and great learnings that our, our group has had a good handle on over the past couple of years. But the way he takes coaches it is, um, you know, with a lot of purpose, but also he, he simplifies it and shows results in terms of when it's done really well. So he's a great addition um, to assist with that. We've, we've shifted Tom Perrett from, from the team defence and, and back line to give him a another challenge in front of the ball with our forwards and, and ball movement. Um, so he'll, he'll be working with you know a younger group than he has in the past, which will be great for, for Tom to create um, more growth and experience in his own coaching. And uh, Nick Daffy returns, again, some shuffling of the decks, but Nick's going to take charge of, of the midfield group, um, of which we had James Canale and Matt Lobie in charge of last year. And, and Daff's footy IQ is right up there with some of the 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 best of, of experience and his his ability to, to see and act on game day in particular is a real strength to our, our coaching group. Um, and also he gives a huge amount of, of clout to, to what we're trying to deliver with, with an experienced midfield group that um you know is, is very aspirational and and um, like anyone needs to need guidance at time when Lewis are cracking on game day. So yeah we're we're really comfortable with where the coaching group is um, is stacked up at the moment. Uh, the, Mark, I wanted to ask you about the relationship with the clubs that uh, the 20-odd the players who don't uh, get a game each week, they go back to their home clubs. Uh, I know you're building great relationships with the, with the clubs that they go back to. That's a, an important part of this, isn't it? Because you don't want players going back disgruntled or cranky or angry or, you know, uh, wanting to kick the cat type routine. Yeah. No, absolutely, Kev. It's, it's one of those things that we're continually working on, our relationship with the local community clubs around the uh, state that our players are aligned to, and, and it's twofold. We we, um, we have a really good relationship with them, and they have a good relationship with us, but it's also um, really important that we communicate with them on um, the way our guys are going um, when they do play at the community level, but they also provide a really good recruiting platform for us as well to recruit players, and like they, most of them say, that once they, they play VFL footy, they come back to their club as a lot better of a, of a player and a person as well. So we're really adamant that um, we're, we've got a really good foundation with what we're doing. Hamish McGuinness is doing a fantastic job as our development manager going forward. Yep. Um, and he takes primarily responsibility for that. But as uh, as you're probably well aware, Mick and I also have a really strong say with what's going on with the community side of things. We've got to go back to play at that level. Um, but also, yeah, like I said earlier, it's it's really important that we have these really strong relationships to ideally develop our guys the best possible way and to keep those guys as, uh, as worthy people as well, which is a really important aspect of our program. The logistics of this competition, we haven't really had it to play out for us yet and we will this year, uh, you know, touch wood. 
uh, with interstate trips and uh, hosting interstate teams and all that. The logistics of that, adding COVID into that and the protocols that come with that, Mark, has is that, is that turned your job into a bit of a, a bureaucratic nightmare? <laughs> no, it has. I, uh, I joke a lot to some people in the AFL industry that uh, I feel like well, I do everything at a club, whereas, you know, you, you work in silos at an at AFL club, really. But um, no, it, uh, it has added another dimension to it, the interstate travel. And um, it's one of those things that we just work continuously alongside the AFL, all of their, their protocols and, and how that exists. And we're very um, adamant that we're one of the better compliance clubs. Um, we always will be um, because yeah, it's, it's something that's really important to make sure we promote the health and well-being of our playing group, but also you know follow everything set upon us so we don't have any issues in the long term. So no, it has added a little another dimension to it, yeah. as you can probably be well aware. But every industry is the same as well. So we uh, we just adjust to those and, and make it work. Uh, you've announced the uh, the co-captains uh, for this season and the and the leadership group. Mick, take us through uh, how that decision uh, came about because uh, it involved uh, the coaches and the players and the board. Yeah, it does all, all three. Um, Kevin, it's, it's very much kind of player driven. You know, the, the the footy club is is a tremendous place with a huge amount of resource and staff and coaches. But at the end of the day, it is for the players, and the players become you know the, the number one stakeholders essentially of the football club when when key decisions. Um, are made, you know, relating to the team, and you know, we did a vote last week, and we thought it really appropriate to give a big build up to that vote in terms of pre-season training. We had our pre-season camp in um, Torquay recently, um, so I exposed a lot of these guys to leadership opportunities, and from there, uh, the vote, you know, really relates to our club values as well as our our team trademark and um, you know what we want to stand for as a football team. So we gave the guys a lot of a lot of um, uh, lead in and introduction to, to what was required in that voting process, what we required as a, a strong leadership group for season 2022. And from there, um, you know, there was some significant change with Michael Sotomarco stepping away with with work and, and family um, and the experiences that he's provided the footy club over the last seven years has been huge. So it was time for a change from Michael's point of view. He'll, he'll stay on in, a, in an advisor and mentor role for this leadership group, in particular the, the new co-captain, which I'll get to in a second. Um, he's also juggling some coaching responsibility as well, so we want to look after Sods as much as we can, but give him some, some growth and experience, of which he'll be great in that uh, in that role. Um, from there, we had four members of the leadership group below the captains, one of which is uh, Nick Coglin, who's going to be the vice-captain of the football club, who's been here for a number of years. Um, and provides you know, tremendous leadership across the club, but in particular game day, he's a, he's a real team driver. Uh, Jack Henderson, Sean Manor, um, and Matt Hanson round out the leadership group, uh, of which you know, they're three guys that carry incredible responsibility around the club. Sean's relatively new to the footy club, um, and it's his first year within the leadership group, whereas Jack, going into his second year, is really respected across the group, but has a, has a real pull towards the younger demographic of our, our group. Um, and Matt Hanson's um, resume speaks for itself, really, being a long-term member of the leadership group and a four-time Bruce Montgomery um, trophy winner. So he's had a fair change in his life across the last couple of years as well with the, the birth of a, a child um, and you know family life adapting to that pretty quickly as well as managing his own, own gym. So... He's got a bit going on, and um, you know, he's a welcome member to our leadership group, as well as the co-captains of which um, 
you know, they'll complement each other hugely. Tom Gribble and Don Brew, uh, long-term members of our football club, just a lot of experience at the footy club with alignments and um, standalone transitions and new facilities coming to to, to play here at uh, Avalon Airport Oval. So they're two guys that have lived a lot of experiences. Um, both have uh, you know a huge amount of strength in their arsenal, but what they do complement each other with is you know some of their A grade stuff. Maybe some of the other or one of the other co-captains, um, you know, B grade stuff. So their ability to to wax and understand certain situations and for a coaching group and for a coach like myself, um, you know, I'll be able to have a better understanding of which levers to pull and and which guy to to approach in certain situations. So um, Sod's legacy is pretty strong, um, so strong that we needed two to come in and um, assist and and take over from that role. But both boys were uh, humble to get the to get the nod and, and to do it together because they're both really good friends. Um, like a lot of footy clubs, it's a bit of uh, the Cheeks and Chong type of setup. They're, they're quite different. Blue collar, white collar. Um, uh, the way they they communicate and interact is you know incredibly different. But both have a huge amount of scope in the role. Yeah, uh, they're terrific choices. They'll be they'll be fantastic for the footy club. Uh, Mark, uh, it's a funny start to the season. Frankston away first up, then a bye, and then we finally get a home game. Um, the, you look at the fixture and you take on that first up? Yeah, yeah, that's correct, Kev. So we have uh, Frankston away on a Saturday night for the Sky Bus Cup, um, which is a tradition that Frankston and, and Werribee um, hold together, sharing um, sponsorship. Um, with Skybus. Um, so, yeah, that's that's going to be a really exciting game on a Saturday night at Franklin Oval. Um, then we have a bye in round two, um, and then we play Southport at home for our first home game in what feels like forever. So um, we're really looking forward to that. Southport obviously had a very good year last year, um, and we, we really look forward to seeing uh, what our guys can do. But um, as you're aware, we're probably, we have to work with the VFL on their fixture to announce the times and dates um, in sort of six-week blocks. Um, so we will address the next six weeks, probably about round two or three um, with the, the rival clubs and try and figure out what's the, uh, the best way forward. But as, uh, as always, we remain fluid in these situations and <laughs> um, it's one of those things where you just have to uh, continue um, shifting with, uh, with what comes across us. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be really exciting. We're really hopeful we'll get a full season. We think we will. Um, but yeah, it'll be a really good showing for our, for our football club. Yep, there's a there's a good Friday game. There's th- I think three buys in the uh, in the fixture for 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 ver- a variety of reasons. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. For a variety of different reasons, rest for our boys. There's going to be different games that it's played on bye weeks as well, and and whatnot. But um, yeah, we have the Good Friday clash against our arch rival in Williamstown at Williamstown Oval there, and we really look forward to seeing. Um, how we go against them as well as obviously being rivals, but um, them being alluded to as one of the better standalone clubs in our competition. So we really look forward to that clash with uh, with William Good Friday at one pm. Hey Mick, uh, what's your what's your expectations uh, for the uh, for the season at this stage? Well, there's there's a fair bit of excitement um, around actually just getting back to some normality and, and, and playing, which is which is good because we can harness off that and and look forward to. To competing again because you know that guarantee I suppose is getting a bit stronger and it hasn't been um, prevalent in society for some time so I think even just hearing Mark talk about you know the Skybus Cup first up and yeah. going to Frankston is a, is a tough challenge absolutely but I think we'd, we'd go to the ends of the earth um, to play and compete after what we've experienced over the past couple of years so we're a group that's looking forward to, to growing together and 
you know, experiencing um, some continuity in, in terms of playing football and, and adapting to certain situations and, and you know, making a really, really good go at it. Like you said, the, the competition um, is really, really new in terms of the east, uh, the northern-based sides involved. You don't play everyone once. Um, you know, what does it look like on a week-to-week basis with AFL line clubs? So, haven't got a huge uh, lead for you in terms of what the expectation is, but the excitement is um, is incredibly helpful. Well, good luck for the season, boys. So we'll be there in the stands at uh, Avalon Airport Oval, cheering everybody on, and uh, we hope uh, we get as many fans as possible as we're allowed to have in the in the uh, in the park. We'll have in the park, and uh, good luck for twenty twenty two. Thanks, Kev. Appreciate it, Tom. Thanks, Kev. It's very exciting, isn't it? It's a terrific time of the year. We all start with no wins, no losses, and uh, great expectations, and uh, I think it's going to be a terrific season, uh, a full season. Let's hope that happens. Of course, all the details of the fixture, the home games, um, who will be playing, all that is all on the website, so make sure you jump on werribeefc.com.au. All the social media platforms will keep you updated on uh, details of tickets and merchandise and all the events that are going on at the club, uh, and any changes that might happen, you'll also be advised uh, with that as well. If you're not a member, please check Join up. Uh, the membership button's right there on the website. Jump on, become a member for 2022. Uh, we'd love to have you as part, uh, if you're not already, of uh, what is going to be a very exciting season, as you heard uh, uh, Mick and Mark say. Uh, strap yourself in. The 2022 season is coming soon. We want you to be part of it at the Werribee Football Club. Go the big W. With the Tigers bold in black and gold, we're the boys from Werribee.